So Terry, you've broken into your, your Vortigan ale. I have, yes. And it's a very nice ale. It tastes, just... tastes very, like, alien-y. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like alien piss. It's like alien piss, doesn't it, yes. Is it, um, is it all the sweeter because it's... I was going to say is it all the sweeter because it's for your victory, but you didn't win, did you? No, I didn't. Uh, is it all the sweeter because of Ross's because victory? Because it was purchased, yes. Purchased for someone other than himself. Right, cool. And what you got there, Ross? Well, I, I bought a one called Beheaded okay. because obviously I'm going to buy something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I've now noticed it's... 7.5 percent <laughs> and we're recording this at like like half past five uh-huh. um i'm i'm also a bit hungover as well i've had a taste of it and it's quite difficult to drink because of the percentage uh-huh. um but god you've got to love that and it's got like all classic beers it has on the back it has a little uh, story go on then yeah i love this in the colonist language, Celtic means Celtic, the name ascribed to the inhabitants of Cornwall during the age of King Arthur. Cornish folklore from the early 1700s tells of a time during Arthur's reign where a two-headed giant named Thunderdale terrorised the people of Cornwall. A farmer named Jack, who has been knighted by Arthur for heroic deeds, cunningly deceived the giant and trapped him in a moat where Jack beheaded him and thus ended his tyranny. Discover more legendary beers by this particular make. And I had a look on, I have other ones. Alright. But like this one's pretty strong, like. Uh, seven and a half percent. Dark and deceptive, award winning real ale. Dark and deceptive? It's almost as though they knew that yeah. you were going to drink it. It isn't yeah. nice. That describes you almost. I Do you want to have a taste? No, thanks. I want to have push it. Yeah. Go on, have a go. I don't mind dark, some dark ales. I went off them recently a bit. It, it doesn't have the normal smell they usually have. Thoughts, opinions. The face says it all. I think it's all right. Do you want to have a t- taste, know. Thomas? The problem I have with a lot of dark ales is they have a coffee-like aftertaste, and obviously I don't like coffee, so I don't like that. Oh, holy shit! That, Licorice. That wow doesn't have it, mm-hmm. but it, 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 at the very end there, it hints towards it having That's a coffee. Incredibly smooth. But it doesn't. I could drink a pint of that. Yeah, I like the way it retains its head. Like, yeah, it, it, that's it, what you said. I mean, look at that. Look at the Vortigan ear. Yours looks flat as fuck. Like for flat the one beer that. you're allocated, that is that's, not a good. Well, if it's gonna if it's gonna come all the way from Zen, what do you expect? Uh, it's been through yes. the uh, transponder. It's, it's come from the waters of Zen. I'm just drinking the uh, Gold Hobgoblin. Gold Hobgoblin. Wow. From Witchwood Brewery. Yeah. Really, really nice. It's one of my favourites. Excellent, that. I'll be honest, it's one of my favourites, guys. I recently had a Witchwood one called Scarecrow, and it's organic. Ooh. Um, It was a... What does that mean? It means to use, like... (laughs) It just develops naturally in conversation. I think they cut down on the, like, um, like the amount of chemicals and stuff they use in there. So a bit bit like uh, the very first podcast, very organic. Very organic. Yeah, very, very organic. It was nice, but I think all Witchwood stuff are awesome. Yeah, they they keep getting it right, don't they? I did love that big casker of goblin that you had. Though. I've seen them in there, as them and that. I reckon there'll be one uh, of them or two of them going to the the stag do. Like yes, that Goliath one was the nicest one I've had, and I can't find it anywhere. 
Oh, I used to drink that when I was um, first getting into them. Is that the old guy with the yeah. black yeah. side? That was that one stuff. of the things that fascinated about, about me about the red bottles of real ale was the, the labels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Goliath and Hobgoblin. Yeah. Yeah, look at this. Had a Hobgoblin on it. Well, the they first just have fascinating labels. If Hobgoblin wanted a sponsor, I'd fucking love that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to part three of Gone Out. We're back again. Mm-hmm. Triple threat. Third and final part of the Half Life yes. special. We'll love you so much. We're giving you a third part. Mm-hmm. Third Once, helping. We'll twice, love the listener. Three times a late, three times a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the thrash metal version of that song now? Sort of, I. Yeah, it's good you could. Anything I make is like a thrash version. Is there a thrash metal version of that song? Is I don't know. Is it just that? Uh, uh, let's go away, learn the song, and speed up. Well, once, twice, three times the podcast. Hi, that's like a grindcore version. Once, twice, three times the podcast. Speaking of which, what's your problem with daffodils, Ross? Right here, vile weed. I think. Why? Did you write a song about it or something? Yeah, and also, I don't like. I mean, I don't mind them. But also a sign of global warming, I find, because they're, they're coming up earlier every year. Yeah, it's true, actually, yeah. So, uh, should it? Also, the, the, they're the naysayers of the the, the flower <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually know what naysayers mean. <laughs> but, uh, it just... That would be embarrassing if you said that on a recording know, device. It would. It's a good job this podcast isn't recording yet, isn't it? It's <laughs> all the naysayers of the... Well, does it not mean me. like the speak words of doom in that and... You know, like a Did daffodils actually speak to you? Because no, but the, if, if oh, the, like the, the, the you know what I mean? is, shows yeah. our impending doom. Like because of the, yeah, because they're coming up earlier. They say if they could speak, they'll be saying, "I'm here because of well, if they, if they could, what you've been doing to the world." They'd be saying nay, wouldn't they? If they were nay, so <laughs> yeah. they'd just come up and go nay. But that's what I hate about daffodils. I hate the fact that like the council plant them just to brighten the place yeah. up. They're one of the earliest blooming plants. No, that's why the plant because they're, they're cheap pops. as well. It's blooming. I you can get like about twenty thousand bulls for like one pound or something. Yeah, like they're cheap, trashy yeah. hoses. Not the nice, yeah. They're like cheap, Aye. trashy, like and they do smell. The they do the smell like shit. Like that was the song I made. What Daffodils song? Ah, uh, you did. Uh, oh, it's oh. unused. Go- uh, Dr. Cren song that never Would you like got me? used. Oh, so it doesn't <laughs> so exist anymore. You don't have it because think that. You might have it because it was on the mini discs. Didn't know? I have it on the, the mini discs where I brought them over? And you, I remember? Oh, I and I played you loads of the, the. I can't remember if it was on there though. That's a shame. It had a good riff. It did, I. Oh, well, well, well all day because I'm a riff writer general. <laughs> <laughs> Which finder general? I'm the riff writer general. Riff writer general. This beer went finder? straight in my head. Which... So well done, beheaded. <laughs> well done, beheaded. <laughs> Can I just say another thing I hear about daffodils? They look like um, what's that film where the they are the triffids? Yeah, they look like triffids. No, they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the podcast. Uh, old conversation now ends. Anybody who actually listens to this, please write into the Facebook page saying how much you hate. Write in. What the hell am I talking yes. about? 
Yes, that's, how, that's how touchy it is. Please, with, please uh, do. Please, <laughs> please send us a letter to my Facebook page. My Facebook page never gets checked. <laughs> please send a telegram to me at Google. Google's a scary place. I'm getting older. Nobody checks the Facebook page and you get quite safe button of the piece on there. Yeah. Okey dokey. got a Facebook page. Well, I think we have, I. Can we talk about Half Life 2 now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this, this section is obviously about Half Life 2 and it's. Uh, sequel like it's episodes because yes. it was like an episodic game wasn't it so I wonder if, was there any other games that had done that to then or do you think that was one of the first I think that was one of the first I knew where episodes came out I think Bioshock Infinite tried to run with that idea with um, yeah, it's sort of episodic content DLC content that came I think out. yeah I think games have, have done it but they just Since. haven't called them episodes yes DLC now DLCs like, yeah. or, or just like Different versions of the uh, same game, kind of thing, which it's is like a direct it's just different levels, really, isn't it? But uh, it's like, it carries the story on, kind of thing, yeah. where a lot of them don't. What I find fascinating about um, Half Life Two is I remember when Terry got it, and um, it basically forced you to download Steam. Yeah, it was the very really? first time I got Steam. Yeah, in fact, I couldn't, couldn't play, play it without it. I couldn't play it without it. Really? Oh, you had on the PC, you had to have Steam to play it. I suppose it makes sense if it's there. Yeah, that's their baby. You know? And now Steam's basically. I've heard. I've read some. Monopolise the PC gaming market, really. Yeah, piracy's a, a big yeah. deal on um, on PC. Oh, so certainly it, is. It's kind of helped with that, and I mean the prices and the deals yeah. they do, the humble bundles well, and I, stuff. Great. I mean, going to going to a normal shop now, like Game or HMV or whatever, and you can't see PC games. Very, they're very rare now. Yeah. In, I know the HMV in, in Newcastle City Centre doesn't have PC games. It's they're gone. Right. Um, because it's all it's all online now. They're just downloading them online. But I remember when I got Half Life Two, as Ross says, you had to download Steam because it was kind of its uh, what's the word? It's kind like copy protection, if you like. Right. You had to have a Steam account in order to play it, and that's how we could validate that your copy of Half Life was Half Life Two was legit. Basically, mm. it wasn't it wasn't a copy. When I first got Steam, I loved it because it didn't have an English store on it. Mm. Like the store was American, in because of the the conversion rate, the games were cheaper on there than they were in in England. Mm-hmm. But it, it has an English store on it now, so that's gone that's out the window. They still are quite a cheap, but they are still cheaper. If you put it next to like um, Xbox or PlayStation, yeah, I know they've started now to make deals. Was a, it was a rarity that on, yeah. on Steam they were giving away oh, packs aye. of games. And then another thing I love about it is, I mean, I know like Xbox Live does, does, does this as well, but it's got a really strong indie game right. community on it as well. And like it's got this thing called this, the Steam Green Light, I think it's called. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. Which is like for the, like, the indie game yeah. scene, isn't it? And that you rate the games and all that kind of stuff, and it really helps with the sit. I mean, I've never used it personally myself, but yeah, it's excellent for that. I mean, I always saw Steam as like the iTunes for computer games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, what That's it is. Because you what... can add your own games into it as well. Oh, so, like yeah. PC games that I've bought in the past, mm-hmm. you oh, can pop really? them into Steam. So they're all there. I mean, you could have them on your desktop anyway, but it means you can just have Steam on your computer and you get all yeah, your games on the They've been toying with the. I know um, Valve are trying to make um, the PCs. Yeah. And Steam that's. Box. So the Steam box is that kind of thing. They're trying to make yeah. um, like an iTunes so you can flick to your games quickly, like if you were just yeah. using the controller. 
So in theory, you could set up your PC to a TV yeah. and have a relatively painless like yeah. experience because That's Steam right works quite well with a controller. Mm. It does so. in like the big picture mode on Steam is basically just like a console, isn't it? Aye. But the problem with the Steam console or the Steam boxes, mm. they run Linux, they're not Windows. So mm. there's not many Steam games out for Linux. So like if I if I bought a Steam box, yeah, my whole game library will be there, but I won't be able to play off of them. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's a Linux one. It's, that's the operating system they're running on it. So it's pointless until they bring more games out. Right. So you can get Steam for the Mac now as well. Huh. But again, mm, it's just not... Four the, games. Yeah, it? it's only about four or five <laughs> games. And like the big games like, that come out, like, like Grand Theft Auto and Street Fighter Five and all that, you, they're not out on the Mac or Linux, just the PC. Yeah. So, that's bullshit. Because I want like I was toying with getting a Mac myself, mm-hmm. just this support for games is just terrible on it, which I'm disappointed at really. But anyway, we digress with that. A little bit. But yes, but that's how it's all relevant though. That's how on the PC you had to get Half Life Two was to, to install Steam. What I had at that point in time is I believe I had a PlayStation Two, and I remember Terry and I've said this in an earlier podcast. You you showed me two games because you just. You build up his PC. Yeah. You'd you'd made this massive leap in graphic quality, uh-huh. and you showed us two games. You showed us Doom Three, right. and you showed us uh, Half Life Two. And Half Life Two did not seem that impressive mm. to me. Doom Three did, and from then I wanted to get, I wanted to play Doom Three, and that's why I bought an Xbox, like an original Xbox yeah. to play that. Now later on, I bought Doom Three for the Xbox, and I had my problems with Doom Three as I've stated. And I bought on the original Xbox the brought out Half Life mm. Two, and I bought it for then, and that's when I started to like love the game. Yeah. Even though the version on the original Xbox of Half Life is poor, it just cannot run it. Yeah. Like the loading times were unacceptable, weren't they? The way I remember it is, I thought it was all right to the last couple of levels where it just it looked terrible. The mm. last couple of levels, it's almost as if they went. Well, fuck it, we can't do anything okay, better than what you're getting. And that's why when I bought a 360, I bought Orange Box, which, let's be honest, as a value product. It's got to be one of the best ever, really, Like mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Because it was still it was only like 30-odd quid. I think that's what I bought it for. Yeah. You get, obviously, Half-Life. Orange Box is brilliant. Half-Life 1 is not on there, but Half-Life 2, Half-Life. Episode 1, Episode 2, mm-hmm. Team Fortress, mm-hmm. and Portal. Yes. Well, the, five games. the thing that pissed me off though about the orange box on the PC you couldn't buy the episode was it episode 1 or episode oh, 2 right. you couldn't buy that separate you had to get the orange box to get episode oh, really? 1 okay. and obviously I'd already had Half-Life mm. but that's another way that fucked like, you so yeah, really you've, you've got to download Steam Yeah. Like that's why I keep thinking with them Steam boxes if they take off I, I have this Theory yeah. based around this that Half-Life Three is going to be something yeah, that they can try and get people. The I, way it's going to launch I it. I would not be surprised in the slightest. But what you did get with the the orange boxes, obviously, because I already had Half-Life Two. Mm-hmm. It gave you like a gift, to, but I don't know what that gift. I never used it because I didn't really know what it was for. Yeah, you know, it wasn't to buy another game. Is it not just like a head crab half you know, avatar? You could, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tell a lie. I remember what it was. You could gift the game to somebody else who had. Oh. PC and Steam. All oh, right, okay. So basically, if you or Ross had, I could give you Half Life Two for free. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I could. But then they would still you. have to buy it anyway to get Episode yeah, One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's a pointless game. Uh, 
so it's like it's like a legit well I'm like I've bought the the copy of it <clears> and I'm not just selling it on to somebody else it's yeah. like a legit way of giving you that's a, a nice copy of the game. something that uh, kind of goes back to our idea of swapping games and stuff yeah. the, the game swap shop there's a thing that a lot of work to go to Steam briefly that I was talking about because I'm not a PC player he says like they do something where every month you pay up a subscription to Steam and they bring out the, they give you this it's a hidden box of games mm. from Steam I didn't know and that. you I pay a certain that. amount like I think it's like I can't remember the price I don't know if it's like 15 quid or 7 quid it's one or the other you don't know what's in the what games you're going to get and what tends to happen oh. like Jack the lad I worked with Jack the lad Jack, Jack the lad, lad. he told me um, like he got I think it was the original Tomb Raider was in there I mean it's an old game now but he got Tomb Raider he got that Nom Nom Galaxy that mm. I, and there was like a few of them like a big chunk and I think that's quite exciting because like for paying 7 quid it's it's similar to what we're doing with, with consoles mm. It's certainly me. I'm only paying from my PSN network thing because I'm not playing online a lot. Yeah. I'm only playing really for these games, these free, free games that. I'm getting. Oh, John wow. free because you're technically playing for them. Yeah. But still on Xbox now because every every three sixty game that comes out free with gold, mm-hmm. games with gold, is becoming backwards compatible at the same time. So oh, yeah, I'm getting like four games a month for the year, so I'm getting forty eight games a year. Wow, you math man. <laughs> it's Rain Man over there. And also, again, we'll find out how editing works, don't we? <laughs> well, I I recently, bet. that Zombie U was on mine, and I've noticed on, on the uh, Xbox that Sunset Overdrive or. Oh, yeah, Sunset Overdrive's coming out on the 15th, 16th, I think, aye? which I'm going to get because it's free, and I'm getting every every free game that comes out. You'd be silly not to get it. Oh, yeah. Wolf, Wolf's, the Wolf Among Us came out last month which I think is uh, I've got that sitting there and I've, I've heard very very good things about that it's a telltale game how yeah. to um, like po- walking dead how point and clicks have changed uh-huh. to these story led yes. things and that wolf one it's about this comics called Fable where like right. real there's a real place in this comic where um, all the like the reside all the like fables you know like so there's oh, yeah, there's yeah. the wolf from the the big it's, bad wolf in that sounds uh, that sounds like Grimm you ever seen that TV show Grimm ah uh, yeah I haven't seen that, that. I've heard yeah. that we so. watched the first series of that and really liked it and then we just got a bit bored and never watched it that happens a lot of series I uh, think it was just, it was just it, it's they do that thing in, in TV series and in movies and stuff where they make characters impossible to kill mm. impossible to get rid of mm. and you just think well every every situation that that character gets into where it looks a bit hairy mm-hmm. and you're like ooh will they make it or not you're like well they will because he's the main character you know he's not going to die which is a, a, a position I think Walking Dead have got themselves into I agree um, there's a theory and it's based around Spock where they um, Spock from Star Trek yeah really? where the you colour me intrigued <laughs> they introduce these characters like Spock like Crichton in Red Dwarf oh, as well as go back to Red Dwarf mm-hmm. Um these characters that are like the the know more than everyone else, so they narrate. They'll yeah. explain. Yeah. There'll be the explanation for what's happening, and always the answer for. Mm. So another one that's very like around this theory is Data out of Star Trek: right. The Next Generation. Something, Lex. It was a science fiction that I was really intrigued with when Channel Five first stopped, uh, dropped. Lex was like this thing. Lex. Aye, and there's Kai, the last of the Brunei. Oh, is that what he's from? Oh, th- ah, he's right. an undead serial, uh, he's an undead assassin mm-hmm. 
that literally when he gets killed, he just rebuilds himself. So he's another uh, one where he's like... Like Groot as well from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. This happens a lot in science fiction because it has this opportunity to do that. Mm. So like when you find... Sometimes when you see that, you kind of get a bit tired. Because Crichton in Red Dwarf would always explain yeah, what the problem was. That's it, that's and right. And then he would always come up with an answer. Now, think about it. He's a super intelligent droid that was just designed to clean. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say Red Dwarf? Mm. I fucking hated Crichton when he first came into it, though. Yeah. When he was a different uh, actor. Yeah, because yeah, he was a different actor. He was the voice that was the toaster later on. Ah, right. Because it was really sinister when he first was first introduced, and those two the people he was looking after were both yeah, dead. Yeah, were both dead. Yeah, yeah. Fucking weird. And was he wearing like a tuxedo or something? Yeah, uh, it was free. Uh, the two of them. One for for each of the of yeah, the people. Was the two, uh, the two. Of them. I'm, I'm, what what is it? Uh, the two of them. Just yeah. call me ears. Yes, <laughs> so they went in there. The three of them went in. There was two with the two women. In no. Yeah. <laughs> and Crichton didn't realise that the two women were dead. Free. You'll yeah. find out, and you'll have to edit all this. So uh-huh. you're gonna, because remember, you post edit things to make me seem stupid, and, and you seem awesome. That's what happens to this now, you know. It doesn't. Yeah. Right, halfway through anyway. There was something I'd forgotten, but I've started drinking beheaded and I don't know where the <laughs> fuck I am. <laughs> I fucking loved Half Life 2, I will say that right off the bat. I loved I the start up. Loved it. It was mm. a much quicker start up than obviously Half Life, wasn't it? Where you're on you're like but it's similar though, isn't you're it? Because you're on a train, on a train. coming into City Seven. Yeah, coming into City yeah. Seventeen. Yes, yeah. and obviously the seven-hour war. The big screen with a guy on the front with a yeah. beard. It's got a beard or a mustache. Well, that's Breen, isn't let's it? Let's be honest. That whole it, thing. I think that's Wallace Breen. It yeah. It's Wallace Breen. I don't he, listen to the storyline, you know. He's <laughs> constantly explaining like um, how we've got to like what what's actually happened is a gift. It's like he's trying to tell with that. Yeah. We should be happy that this has happened. Because there's something to say about the dampening uh, yeah. field, which stops people from being able to reproduce. Ah, wow. uh, that's right. Because it's funny, because in episode one, when the dampening thing ends, that doctor, what's he called? Uh, Kleiner. Yeah, he's like, you should take this opportunity yes. to reproduce. I, because Brian, basically, he's like the, antag- like the, is it the antagonist, yeah. I call it, of Half-Life 2, basically. Um, he's the one who's running the show on Earth. As of the question in the quiz, listeners, he was only referred to as the administrator on Half Life One. Right. He was actually the head of Black Mesa. He okay. ran Black Mesa. The Seven Hour War happened, and to stop humanity uh, totally being wiped out, yeah. Breen must have cut a deal with a combine, and he he's basically the one who controls everything from here, from the Citadel, which is the big. 
complex thing that the, the Combine are in and he's got his office right at the very top of it. Mm-hmm. So the Combine, what are the Combine? Well, that's something that's interesting yeah. when you were saying that. There's something that I was thinking because later on in the episodes, he's trying to say that I, I could have deal with the... Um, what, what, what do you the, call them? The, the Combine. No, the... Um, the like Our benefactors. Yeah, the benefactors. Yeah. I could have deal with them to... I, I persuaded human, uh, them to... To realise that humanity is um, like a useful resource, right. and that's why he's berating the combine, saying like, "How are you not able to yeah. kill Freeman? He's not like a soldier, yeah. and this is going to be this is going to be very bad for us." So I kept thinking that the combine, because later in the game, it looks like they're twisting humanity, they're yeah. using people like the stalkers as well. They're human beings that have been changed. Yeah. So you get a kind of like a Borg type thing, like that's a, right, I don't yeah, know if yeah. these are fans of um, Star Trek, but the Borg used yeah. to do that, assimilate people. And it goes back to enslaving people, like in Half-Life 1, how they use the Vortigans as a slave yeah. race. But we're getting ahead of ourselves slightly, well, yeah. slightly yeah. because That's not like us. No. Uh, so you were saying, it starts off with the train ride, we get yeah. there, you get processed. Straight away, 1984 in Brazil. Yeah, Straight away, yeah, yeah, with the definitely. big brother talking to you and yeah. the whole, like, later on in the game, you see these chairs which remind me of Brazil. You know, they're like, right. um, how he's tortured and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Brilliant movie, like Brazil, but. Yeah. That's, um, wow. Well, Gillian. Yeah. That's it. Nah. <laughs> 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 I'll just say quickly because just, something just went in my head mm-hmm. and I don't want to forget it. Um, the artist who designed yeah absolutely fucking love about Half-Life 2 how you've got normal buildings just buildings that have always been there or, and then they've just got these bits of metal like stuck oh, on the yeah. wall it's, it's like a computer terminal yeah. or something like that but it's got the sharp bits of metal mm-hmm. the guy who did all the art for that then went on to do Dishonored which I loved as well which and it's so obvious as well like it you is. can see it's, it's almost some of the bits in Dishonored you could just pull straight from Half-Life but what? I love that art yeah design. it is class that beautiful. I might one criticism about Dishonored is when you know that, I don't know if it's when you know that or if you just know it anyway, it kind of feels a bit less inspired. Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, yeah. Dishonored was a fantastic game uh-huh. and a lot because of the... the. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the second one. Yeah. The first one's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. That's something... I know I you agree. didn't finish it. You, you could I honestly plow through that game. I'm waiting for it to come uh, <coughs> backwards compatible. I'm hoping it does at some point because... Uh, Obviously now my 360's packed away, mm-hmm. and obviously I, I, I sent you a picture of me playing Half Life Two Episode Two. I was up until four o'clock in the morning playing that, you know, trying to finish yeah. it. You know, hazard. But honestly, do you not feel like it's it's one of it's? I'm it's, glad. I'm totally. I'm very satisfied that I did it. Yeah. But uh, I had to like because I've got it packed away underneath that spare bed, mm-hmm. and I had to take it out and set it all up, and it was like. Trying to get the fucking HDI, uh, HDMI cable plugged in without moving anything on my setup. Because oh, if anything moves a millimetre, then I just panic and <laughs> think that my family's going to die and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the OCD podcast. <laughs> Don't touch that. Mommy, oh, <laughs> <laughs> your penis. No, you can touch that. Toast penis? So, back. This is getting worse because we've been drinking. This, yes. this, is, this is what happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the most serious Another one. Another one serious one out of it. Right, go The thing I love about piece. it is obviously you notice straight away the difference the way it looks. I mean, it looks so much better than Half-Life. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. You notice that straight away. Uh, and I just like the way they've retained like, 
the main characters, which you meet quite early on, like mm-hmm. the head crown, like Dr. Kleiner, mm-hmm. the first time you see him, which is one of the scientists in uh, Half-Life. You just do his, but he's like, bef- how he's managed to be befriended a head crab. He must have done some experiments. Well, he says on it. he's defanged it. That's it, defanged He's defanged it. it. Don't worry, it'll be perfectly alright. But it causes a fuck up later yes, on in the does. game. Yes, it does, aye, it does. So it's like this aye, like, kind of chaos element to it. <laughs> what is it he does later on in the game? That, um, or do you want does to get to that? Does get in the teleporter or something when he's teleporting? Because he comes, he comes out when you first see him, he comes, or he jumps into the yeah. um, air duct. Ventilation shaft, doesn't it? The, so the I assume defanging the head crab, it must be the same as neutering a cat. You know, like a, a cat. Because <laughs> well, a, a cat would just Otherwise would, it would rape you. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you come to someone's it's house just, it, it and it's don't worry, it's been neutered. Oh, thank God, because I went to someone's <laughs> house previously where it literally bent us over yeah. the fucking sick and raped us. And now I've got six kids in the house and I can't afford to feed. I know, it's a tale, tale it's, of war. It's because it doesn't seem, it's been defanged and it doesn't seem to want to attack Kleiner, for example. Yeah, it's not it's, attacking him, is it? So, it's also because Kleiner feeds him. Uh, defanging it must have got rid of its uh, urge to yeah, attach to, to the head and all that. And urge to bum. That's the. You know, like, so when you're new to a cat, it doesn't want to shaggle the cats anymore. Right, yeah, true, yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, no, kind no, of. It's true because we had a cat. He got a lot more affectionate once he was neutered. That's strange because, you know, if you neutered me and I knew you neutered us, I'll tell you something, I wouldn't be overly affectionate to you. I'd fucking well, kill you. I'll tell you what, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you don't know that it was me that neutered you. <laughs> this is me being neutered. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's fine. Though. I'd use anaesthetic. You wouldn't know what happened. Mm. I'd just Pop wake up. up. You know what they do? They just make a little incision. I don't want to think about it. A little incision. Don't, don't have to think about it. You just listen. Make a little incision in the, in the nutsack and then just pull them out. And, just and remove your uh, scissors. Remove your and that's what they do yeah. to cats. I don't know if they do that to humans. When they want to make it into a eunuch. Yeah. I thought they'd just cut the balls off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They make a decision to pop the balls out. Oh, right. Imagine imagine we, like, got into a society where eunuchs were, like, just commonplace. Like Game of Thrones. Like, uh, like I would be a eunuch and I would would have a master and stuff. Of the three, you would be... The eunuch. Uh, <laughs> the most likely. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't know. Someone, it had to be hurtful to someone, and I'm afraid you were the one that got both barrels. Is yeah. that because can be dad? In this same. Uh, well, it could be a eunuch now. I could. In I? this same dystopian society, bollocks are also sold. After the, the make a eunuch, you sell a bollocks, and the bigger and better quality of bollock, the more money you get. So therefore, yes, you're right. I would be the one that would choose. Yeah, because okay, such listen, supreme I... testicles. Write, write a story about this where in the future they find <laughs> some delicacy in bollocks. So what? And it has to be of a certain age where they cut them off and then sell them on the black market. Mm-hmm. Get making. If you, and like, if get you make making. any money off it, it has to come back to us. Cause get we... making. Get making. But anyway, half like <laughs> 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 I, I thought we'd struggle to fill an hour, but uh, I, I think know. this one's going to roll. I know, I think it is. Basically, as I was saying, like with the return of the character, it kind of gives you like a, a, home, a homely familiarity, yes. A yeah. classic example is when Barney. That's the one uh, I was just going to mention. Throws the crow bottom and he says something like, Oh, and before I forget, I think you dropped this back in Black Mesa. I think in episode two you get given a crowbar yeah. again, and he says, "I was getting tired of carrying this around. 
Listen, I don't have many more of these, so try not to lose this one, okay? Crowbar is one of the most iconic yeah. things in... It's got to be the most, certainly the most iconic weapon, but... Mm-hmm. Gordon goes in that little transporter thing and ends up outside the room, doesn't he? Outside the building that they're in. That's yes. Right. Oh, yes. That's at the start, yeah. and then and that's when he throws the, the Aye. crowbar. This is make it? your own way kind of thing. Yeah. Because you think he's a combine soldier at mm-hmm. first, and he... Mm-hmm. He goes, follow me. He takes them into the... Uh, and he's got the, the ones with the, the combined ones with the gas masks ah, yes. on. And then he... I think they've all got gas masks on, haven't they? The two, yeah. But there's different ranks of the combines, uh, isn't there? There is. There's guys around. They're not like, actual yeah. soldiers. Are they? Bit, they've just got that. Look a bit like stormtroopers. Tinnies are one thing, haven't they? Yes. They don't have their uh, weapons. They're more just like enforcers. Yeah, security, uh, they're like, sort of like the police force, aren't they? It's yeah. interesting you should say they're like stormtroopers. Um, the thing that I get from them straight away is um, June. Right, yeah. Like, I don't know... It, there's a brilliant documentary about Jodorowsky. He was going to make a version of Dune, and um, his like the way he designed another hawk. Who are the baddies in Dune again? I forget the names. Uh, hawk and I think we're going to say that. That that sounds uh, like some. It is. It's the Hawk and then the Trades are the good guys. Anyway, because it's on like this dusty planet where you've got mm. to look after your water. They wear these big elaborate yeah. like masks. Right. The other thing that June um Half Life I think borrows from June is them over what what they call them book things. Yeah. The, oh the is that them big alien things. Yeah, the more in are they the overseers? The, the over the alien advisor things they're yeah. called, aren't they? Aye. They they're they're more like in in June Are they the, uh, sorry, are they the ones that float along and eat, eat people's brains? No. <laughs> that fit that look says no. They're, they're like big they're like look like grubs they're right. in, in so, two quite a it's who yeah, like yeah. it's who kills yeah at the end right, of yeah, all yeah. so that, that's exactly what I mean yeah it's an alien advice they're from Starship Troopers those they look like oh is that what you get you see yeah. I, it's, it, I don't get that from Dune but maybe because I didn't notice that but they definitely look like exactly the same as those massive big things in Starship Troopers even to the point where the the little thing comes out the mouth and right, that's the brain. true yeah. Yeah. exactly the yeah. same Except on a smaller scale. I've got the... There's pilots in June where the, because they've took the space so much, it's it's twisted them into right. like these weird um, things. And in David Lynch's bizarre like imagination of that book, he portrayed them in a certain way. And it kind of reminds us of it. Right, okay. Kind of. But that's what's so good. I mean, if we're talking like this, you know the man hacks? Them like... Yes. The, it's the combines use them. They... Them, they're like them balls with like the things on that, in like the, chainsaws. They're like spinning blade things. Uh, like oh, yes. They the like home in on you. They do it when you hit one, it goes pew, pew, pew. Mm. Uh, yeah. yes. Have you ever seen Phantasm? All right, yes. It's like a 1970s kind of crazy movie and they have these balls right. with like that drill into people's heads. Is and... that starring Burt Reynolds? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, Who's I... in that then? Who's got a moustache, the main guy, whoever it, it is. The first film, um, <laughs> the first film is such a low budget, it hasn't got anyone famous in it. But the second one, this is hilarious. I think it's the second one. He makes this, like, ultra hard shotgun. It's got, like, and it has a chainsaw jewel in it in the second one. Wow. It has a really good uh, tune, the Phantasm soundtrack. Does it? Thank you.
It kind of sounds like Tubia Bells, which is like um, that that old Tubia Bells. You know, the Exorcist. Sort of thing. I know exactly what you mean by Phantasm Lake, but for some reason I thought fucking Burt Reynolds was in it. Maybe it's just because I thought Burt Reynolds was in everything. Burt Reynolds should be in more films because he's amazing. But anyway, Half-Life 2. <laughs> 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 the Combine, while we're on the subject of them, are a fascinating like way. I'm led to believe that the majority of the Combine are, are, are they not like, colonised humans. Well, that's or, what I just said, yeah. yeah. They're like... The, yeah, they're, 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 they're using them as a force. Aren't yeah, because like? I mean, and the, the, obviously they have their own communication system because you can hear them talking each other and what have you. Mm-hmm. And apparently, when you kill them, they make they emit that like flatline noise. Yes. And apparently, that's telling the rest of the combine that one of them's down and dead, okay. and the location of it. Ah. So they would flock to that area. Yeah. Much like a, a bee yeah. or, a, or a wasp when they uh, are attacked, they make a sound and that brings other ones in. Yeah. Or they true? emit a, a, a fragrance. So from that point, he, is, he he travels, he has to go, I forget where he has to go, like when he gets in that boat thing. That either boat thing. The, <laughs> through the sewers and that. And yeah. It's like a, um, one of those things that you have on the, the Everglades, isn't it? Like with a big fan on the yeah. back. Yeah. It is. Alright, yeah. it is. Okay. It is one of them. Like Gentle Ben. Yeah. Do you remember Gentle Ben? Gentle Ben. Oh, Google Gentle Ben. It's fucking. And shit. like obviously the resistance people. <laughs> Let's talk about Gentle Ben for a second. <laughs> I know. And let's half it. Gentle Ben, right? The, the kid. There's this little kid who's the biggest twat ever. His best friend <laughs> is Gentle Ben. The same kid from Robocop. Was Gentle Ben Robocop a bear? Gentle Ben was this like nine foot tall bear that yeah. Zangie probably wrestled. Aye. It was nice that a grizzly bear got some airtime on TV because I was I was always under the impression that on wildlife shows and all like you never saw bears. Right, bears were under. Didn't like, that they were underutilized bears? Mm. They were under. Well, they, say, they say that bears are the they say that bears are the naysayers of the animal world, don't they? Who says that? You right, Terry? All right. It sounded like something I like used would say. Half-Life Anyway, Half-Life 2. Um, but yeah, that, that boat thing. Yes. The scientists, not the scientists, like it's the resistance people, the humans that are fighting against the Combine, fit it with a gun, don't they? No. Which is based on a Combine weapon, I think. This, I did this fires a laser thing. The stork, one of the stalkers. Yeah, I think they do, don't they? Is that, that's not immediately, did they fit it with a gun later on? Yeah, you don't it's have it one straight Because no, no, you do. spend your yeah. life trying to get away from that stupid helicopter. Yes. Then you get to this checkpoint and they're like, we're going to put this, the oh. Vortigans, by the way, sorry. Oh, oh, yes, like, this is total ramshackle. <laughs> but the Vortigans are now your mates. Ah, you're, the, the big, isn't there a big reveal at the start where you see one you think, fuck. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, and I don't know. Every man is. Yes. Like, I, love I don't even get like a Half Life sound, Half Life Two soundboard or whatever. Oh, absolutely. To put this, some of the things they've bought against say it, it's just absolutely brilliant. The free man excels. Yes. In everything and he like, puts the, is brilliant. And then they've got like the the downside where this is more than anyone can bear and all that kind of yes. stuff. So, like really, but it's the way they say it. Uh-huh. It's so like, like the way the way the uh, words are yeah, exactly. Well, interestingly enough, um, the Vortigans are. are in every in every version, so Half Life Two and Half Life Episode One, the voice by this guy who was in Enemy Minds. Right. right. Now, Enemy Minds, have you ever seen that? No. It's a science fiction movie from the like eighties, and apparently, 
they specifically got him because they liked his portrayal of an alien in that film. Right. It's a re- I've downloaded it recently and um, I'm yet to watch it because I just haven't had the time because I've been playing for half like yeah. on this <laughs> podcast that will like probably only 20 people are going to listen to but never mind so he's in 17 because we're 3 yeah. right so for episode 2 they use um, Tony Todd now do you, Tony Todd is the voice of Candyman I guess he's the most famous for but he's also in Platoon and all that sort of stuff oh, yeah. so you know in episode 2 how um, th- there's a lot of time spent with a particular yeah movie. That's Tony Todd's voice. Wow. So he's different voice to the Vorticans in the right. earlier ones. So I didn't realise that. In, I notice in the episodes as well, they don't seem to say as much good stuff as they do in original Half-Life 2. There's a bit like yeah. you, you best the ant-lion thing. And the stuff when he you're trying to train, ah, yeah. the stuff they're saying. Like he says to him, throw it over there and hit that target, right? And when you throw it and hit it, he's like, man shows his excellence in all things. And all you've done is just come to one thing. <laughs> the free man is like... But like, I used to love going up to the... On, on Half-Life 2 anyway. Mm. If you just went up to one of the Vortigans that were just milling around and pressed the use key, which was like E on the PC, on the keyboard, it would just say its repertoire of stuff. Right. Every time you pressed E, it would say a different thing. Which I used to, and I used to could have hours of fun with that. Of course, hours, but... around that area, I'll just always e k out. Yeah, uh, you know, what's all, Terry it's, doing? It's, it's, a, it's a blank key now. There's no e on it anymore. There's there's a bit in Half Life Two around the bit we're talking about yeah. where there's there's um when you're on that boat you can like get off and go into like, little different areas and there's a singing board again. There's oh, a yes, yes, yes. Isn't he down one of the sewer pipes? Yes, yeah. Yeah, the singing vortican, I'd Oh, is it the... Like, like that kind of thing, isn't it? I thought it was a vortican that was in pain. I didn't, at first, I didn't realise it was singing. Right, well, achievement, just clarify that. I, mean, I, exactly. I, I thought he was just but masturbating. The, the idea behind the why the Vorticans are now on your side, yeah. anyone who doesn't know, obviously because of the events of Half-Life original, killing the Nihilan thing, mm-hmm. you freed them from slavery right, and yeah, they yeah. see you as their kind of leader now mm-hmm. because you've basically rescued them from slavery. I mean, I've just played through Half-Life once, so I've played them out of order. Mm-hmm. And after like how fucking annoying they are, I keep thinking to myself, the first time I... Yeah. I wish I'd have played it in order because the first time I would have seen a board again, I would have been, you motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even the G-Man series, like later on, there's a there's a brilliant bit in episode two oh, where Alex is hard. like injured and the Vortigans are trying to do all this mystic stuff to yeah. like, bring her back to life. And it cuts in with this cut sequence, which I suppose it's a first for Half-Life because you don't control. It's, yeah. it's very trippy. And he says something like, I realise this moment may not be the most convenient for a heart to heart but I had to wait until your friends were otherwise occupied there was a time they cared nothing for Miss Vance when their only experience of humanity was a crowbar coming at them down a steel corridor that is brilliant. And I mean, that, that it's an iconic bit in, in episode two, and it? it's called <laughs> the heart to heart. It's what it's, it's actually called. 
that big speech that he does. It's oh, like, right. uh, yeah, because he goes on. He's like having about, a, it's if he's having a heart to heart with Freeman. He's explaining right? how he used Alex as a kind of pawn, yeah. and then he whispers to Alex, like, "You must relay this message to your dad when you finally meet up with him. Prepare for unforeseen consequences." Hmm. So when she she just goes out of her body a bit, yeah, and she explain she whispers it to her dad, and you see this kind of, like him jarring, and then when she goes to make him a cup of coffee or something, he says to you. That um, that's the second time I've heard that. The that's first right, time right. I heard uh, that was in when I was just about to do the experiment in Half Life. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah. with you in the test chamber, our friend, you know, and it's just it's so cool the way it ties up so many yeah. loose it ends. It does. And stuff. It explains a lot of the story and half the whole it's thing. It's a very mature and intelligent like the script and everything yeah. is incredibly. At times, it kind of made me feel like. I wasn't smart enough to understand or yeah. wasn't smart enough to be playing it almost, which I think is... You've, you've it, nailed it with it's, that. Yeah, it's the way it goes from like the player thinking all they've done is just an experiment gone wrong mm. to realising that it was it was meant, mm. that that experiment was meant to go wrong because they mm. wanted this to happen and, mm. and then you try and think, well, who's behind it and all the instigators of it and stuff. Genius, like, and you, you gradually do find it out bit by bit mm. as you play the game and that. It's amazing. So I suppose you work on and you get to like um I'm trying to think the next the next big thing that happens in the game. I suppose when you go to that like little outpost, I you get to the outpost and you introduce to Alex. Yeah. Who I I've got to say like in terms of characters like design, especially in episode one where you spend a lot of time with her, she's not annoying. Yeah. She's not stupid. It, she comes across oh, as kind of lovable, like. I mean, I've never. I mean, I haven't played like as many computer games as like you have, but I've never played a game where I feel like the character is actually talking to me, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Not yeah. the character in the game to actually me, because right. our facial expressions and everything are just brilliant. That's right. The way they've, they've just been animated. Is... If you play them in chronological order and you see from episode uh, Half Life Two itself and then episode yeah. one. They made a big deal how they'd done like more motion That's capture, right. and because of that, I I played through episode one, which I've got to say is one of the weaker ones. Like yeah. it's not a very big game. I'm not that keen on the episode. I'm keen on it, but not as. Which is original Half Life Two and Episode Two. Yeah, that's yeah. for me. I think Episode Two is probably the the, oh, the better I love of the that two. one. It's brilliant. But they made a big deal about how they pushed forward the um the whole motion capture thing and stuff, and uh, because of that, you do feel for it, like. She has a kind of it's like not, a nuance to yeah. her that you don't get. It. Like if it's you look like, at Gears of War, the the way the characters are in that is like, duh, me kill. Uh, she has this nuance, and she's like, she's got real emotion in her face, hasn't she? Yes. It just it does. If you do feel for her, mm-hmm. even though she's just a load of pixels on the screen. Uh, but got, I've never had a played a game where I felt like that about a character in it. You've got dog as well. Dog. Yes. He's a fan favourite, and I've got to say, um, in episode two, where he fights one of the Striders, yeah. that is a fucking amazing... Like, that's brilliant, Yeah, that's it? awesome, that bit. Where, and then he gets that massive big thing out of the way, he pulls it out of the river, yeah. oh, so he can get past. I With with Dog, there's a, a game um, coming out on the Xbox One, it's for Xbox One and Windows, it's called Recall. Right, not heard of that. In, in that, you play this like, young woman who's um, traversing this desert world sort of thing mm. and there's this 
ball she's got that she puts into different robots that are scattered around the world. In the in the trailer, in the E three trailer, the first one the companion she had was a dog, like an actual dog. Oh. Um, and then the second one, once that dog's effectively killed, she puts it in this other one and that looks like dog from Half Life Two. Wow. He's like kind of walks around on his front oh. hands like a yeah. sort of thing. So that's heavily must have been heavily inspired by a dog. But you're right, like I think you said to me at some point, uh, why does she not just create loads of them? Mm-hmm. And use all of those to to fight the the combine. Dogs, though, obviously, when you first use the gravity gun, isn't it? That's where because he basically teaches you how oh, to use it. Catch, playing, oh, yeah. it's a catch up. For some reason I thought was, is there a basketball hoop there or something? There's an or? achievement where you can get the ball into the um, like it's like a five. Uh, I think the achievements. It's like a five G. Uh, I think it's weird how achievements don't mean fuck all anymore, do they? But normally I, I used to because with with Half Life. Half-Life 2 especially a kind of I used to play games on the Xbox in a certain way where I would look at all of the achievements first mm. and then I would say right I'm going to go like... through the game and try to hunt them right. and that completely ruined my experience with so many games yeah. especially with Half-Life 2 the bug bit at episode... the beginning where you had to kill all the bugs and you get uh, an achievement I hate stuff like that anyway uh, just counting them up I mean, but it was the, the, the one achievement that I suppose we'll talk about quickly now. Yeah, the norm. Yes, the norm from episode two. That complete that stopped me from finishing episode two. You know, that's why it took so long because I was really? trying to do that. It saddens me that because it's you, such a good game. Yeah, obviously I finished it now, but Aye. I didn't get the achievement for the norm. And when I got to the bit where I knew you put the norm yeah. in the thingy, I was like, oh, <laughs> it just took your heart to rock because yeah. I was I was quite close to doing it, but I just thought I can't keep doing this because it was ruining the game. And just to because what you have to do if no one knows with a norm achievement quite early on in the episode there's a little shack and inside the yeah. shack there's this little garden gnome mm-hmm. um, which actually turns up in Left 4 Dead which is quite funny nice little easter egg that's a proper easter egg not yeah. like fucking Brand- well, the one from the division another easter egg is uh, does, does that mean, mm-hmm. but Wallace Green is in Left 4 Dead is he? There's a picture of him on a newspaper on the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's just an Easter egg because the games have got no link to each other. Ah. To keep an eye on Yeah, mm-hmm. Easter egg. So you get this gnome, you pick it up, and you've got to carry it all the way through the game. Mm-hmm. Or you've got to keep put it down, fight some enemies, pick it back up again, until you get to the, the rocket which launches the, the satellite, doesn't it? And you put him inside the rocket, and the achievement is for launching it. Right. Him in it. The, the massive parts of episode two, you've got to drive a car, mm-hmm. and there's no way... You can you can pick the gnome up and kind of put it in the seat next to you, but it kept it, it keeps falling out. Yeah. So you've got to kind of fire the gnome into the distance and then drive or pick it up again, fire it into the distance. And I remember going online to see if there was an easier way of doing it. And one person just went, "Oh yeah, just go to the back of the car and open up the the boot and and put uh-huh. it in." Or if you're in America, open up the the, the trunk right. and just put it in there. Thanks for that. And I was like, "Oh my god." That's genius, but then you scroll down and it just went, nah, that's not true. <laughs> I was just winding oh, up sort of thing. Because oh. um, that wasn't being class. Just as though it's like a big fuck you from from the developers. Later on in the game, don't want to get too far ahead again, but when you've got to fight the Striders and that massive set piece, mm-hmm. they stick this hook on the back of the car that you can put those, what are they called again, those bombs? Oh, the Magnuson device. Magnuson oh, devices. Yeah. It puts a Magnuson device on the back of the car. Oh, on so, that little does, hook. so why couldn't they just put the hook on earlier? Uh, you could have just put the fucking gnome on there and carried it all uh, through the game. You see, the thing about that achievement is actually finding... There's no way you could know you'd have to do that unless yeah. you knew that achievement existed. Yeah. So if you found that gnome and just thought, 
oh, I'm going to take it with us, see what happens, and then get the end of the game and then just accidentally put it inside the satellite. That's an achievement in itself. Yeah. It should be worth like 200G or something like that. Mm. But they should, they've just made it too difficult. So like I say, me trying to hunt achievements yeah. just ruined it. But now I don't look at the achievements in, in the game until well, I, it actually pops up. So well, I have no idea me, what's coming. The achievements on Half-Life 2 series of games didn't affect me because on Steam, you can only get the achievements if you're online on yes, Steam. You, can't, right. you don't get them if you're... Uh, some games do, but other getting half. But Half-Life was a set of games that didn't. Like some games, like Street Fighter Four, for example, you got the achievements, and then it would just the next time you're online, yeah. it would update your thing. I never was online right. when I was just playing them in single player, so and I, I never had the worry of getting an achievement. Is that I the just same, played the game. Is that the same for the Xbox? So you can't get achievements unless you're online. No, oh. it just it remembers that. I mean, most things it remembers the achievements locally, and then it uploads them yeah. when you go next go online. So, but so for you, some reason, the Half-Life games didn't didn't do that. Right. I'll just say one thing when you're talking about achievements. So um, in episode one, there's an achievement where you you can play through the game and you're only allowed to fire one shot. Oh, yes. And the reason you fire that one shot is to actually get your gun. Like, to get out of this room, you have to fire one shot. Like a padlock or something. Yes, that's uh, exactly what it is. So you have to fire, you can only fire one shot and everything else that you kill has to be used, either grenades, rockets or grab gun, right? Right. And um, I remember one day I was off, like, I was, like, sick or something. It got later on, and I put that game on, and I finished the whole game, and I got that achievement. Bloody hell. And I loved it. I, like, I really enjoyed it. I thought, it's like what we're leading up to in Half-Life 2, how we're talking, like, the levels. The next level we're going to talk about is Ravenholm. Oh. So after you meet dog, some shit goes down, and you have to go Ravenholm. Yes. Now Ravenholm, like, is can being boarded. Sorry, can I just say, is it we don't go to Ravenholm anymore? Is that what it's called? It's something like that. It's isn't something it? like uh, that. Because yeah. at the start, you see, like, which she, is she it's, it's, says, Alex goes. That's the old passage to Ravenholm. We don't go there anymore. Well, the first it? time you get there, the lighting's all dark. It's yeah. nighttime all of a sudden. Yeah. The first yeah. Time. And um, it's got like. It uses a lot of like rooks or crows just yes. like flying away as you get to, like to, into a dead area. But Terry said this a while back. It got voted one of like the best yeah. uh, levels in a game. Easily, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Just the atmosphere, just simply the atmosphere alone is enough to make that level brilliant, isn't it? One thing that when I asked you uh, the other week if you could give me a word that you felt best describe the atmosphere, yeah, and you said, said uneasy. Uneasy was uneasy. Yeah, unsettling word that. Um, I think that immersive was one of those. Yeah. But with with Ravenholm, the thing that I like about it is it doesn't force you, but it really encourages you to use your grab gun. Yeah. Well, that's it what says the you don't have to. Yeah. Is. The achievement is don't fire any bullets. You've got to use a grab gun. So in that level, they use a lot of cogs and there's traps I love that, that. that guy's set up. It it feels like a self. If that was a DLC, everyone would be like, how amazing it is. Yeah. Interesting enough, I, I may as well mention this now. There's a there's a level I got cut from the game. I don't know if you've oh, seen this doing your your research. Lost Coast, it's called. Oh, the Lost. Oh, I've got that level. Yeah. Right. I watched the walkthrough of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's you played a, it. it. There was a level on the PC that you got for free. Mm-hmm. It's a separate game you download. Oh. And you play. It's because it's, it's basically to show off these new source effects is what the game's for. Ah, right. Well, interesting. But it's the Lost Coast level. Lost. It was going to be in um, oh, Half Life, right. and the reason I bring it up is. 
So there was some criticisms that I've read about Ravenholm level that it feels too disjointed, like kind of bolded on. But I obviously none of us agree with that because yeah. it's one of the high points of the game. I yeah. think yeah, yeah. Lost Coast is interesting because you find yourself just on a beach. That's it. And you meet this guy who's like saying he's like a fisherman. Yeah, he says over there in this like um, it's like a a church or something. The combine have set up and they're attacking that town over there. He points to the town attacking, and what they're doing is they're shelling the town. They're shelling that's the it. town with them artillery that's filled for the head crabs. Yes, and I've you got see to, them throughout the game. Don't yeah, you? yeah, the pods. I, I've got to mention that as well. How I've been seeing like a lot of the game, like enemies remind me of certain things. If if you heard of theories before Prometheus came out about aliens. Mm-hmm. How they were like, what is alien? Like, in Alien, what is that ship about? Why is it full of yeah. eggs? Yeah, yeah. One of the theories was, oh, it's chem- it's a warfare. They go to different planets and they right. drop these, like, uh, these eggs in the hatch. In Half-Life, that's what the Combine are doing. They're yeah. firing these, yeah. these shells with egg- like head crabs warfare, in. Yeah, yeah, they're just firing them, bombarding yeah. people. Like... You know, oh, it'd be like biological warfare. It's like a biological warfare, that's, that's right. Clever. So the level's all about that. You have to like stop the whole thing. You do. You, like, you shove something in the machine that's doing it. Ah, you the grab gun, and it stops the mechanism from firing them. You can use your penis there. <laughs> it's a great level. It's a really enjoyable level to play. But what's interesting about it at the end of the level, you talk to the fisherman again, mm. and he's like, "Oh, you've 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 solved it." Blah blah blah. Like, come with me. And you get kind of like teleported out of it. And I think it's like kind of like Gordon's being teleported there to do this job. Yeah. And I can see why on that level, uh, why it was took out. Mm. Because it, it feels really... a bit cheesy. Yeah. The way it, they probably couldn't get it into uh, the narrative probably. Yeah. Whereas with Ravenholm, I feel like they've done everything it's they could to build it up. It's fine. And Fantastic. Honestly, yeah. I... The sound effects of the enemies, and oh. it's the first time you see officially my most scary oh, enemy God. of all time. That if I was locked in this, I'm getting the shivers thinking about them now. Is it them poisonous head crabs? Yeah. They They're are the black ones. The way they move, the rattle, the oh, poison. Yeah. I hate them. There's bits on after that level where you you look down at them in this mine shaft. Do you remember that? Oh, and that you can level. see them all sp- like like the way they move. Uh, it's oh, horrendous. horrible. It is horrible. That. Do you remember that the uh, trap door that program? Yeah. Mm. And whenever you open the trap door, all the things yeah, yeah. scuttled yeah. out and like little creepy crawlers. It reminds me of that. Even though it's not a trap door being opened, but it's just the way they move yeah. around. Burke. Yeah. And what did Burke? What was it? The little spider friend he had. Oh, oh forgetting the name of the things now. It was that long ago? But they he, made good eight bit games of them actually. Oh, they like did. On Spectrum and the yeah, Commodore and yeah. stuff. But yeah, the the head crabs when you when you're looking down on them, some of them are going dead slow like that. Ah, uh, yeah. And others are scuttling about dead fast. Horrendous. Could they couldn't? They were just their purpose was to attack you though. It wasn't to take over you. People. I don't know. Well, what's horrible? You, you, you never see one of them on, you on do. the side. Yeah, or the zombies. Are the, are the, are the combine zombies not have their ones on the head? It's, oh, really? it's not the... It, there's, a, there's a particular guy, and if I'm going to say they're the most hated, like, scary enemies that I find un, right. unsettling, if I'm going to say <sighs> there's a character that I would hate to be in a game, later on you find these guys, the hunched yeah. over, right? And the carry... Them oh, poisonous them. ones, yeah, yes, and, the of course. and they're like they look all hooked, they've got a hump Aye. on the back. And uh, Wiki 
like if you invest in Half Life, the the wiki page is fantastic, brilliant, and they have all these ideas about how they think that these people are like they're like enslaved and they're like yeah they're carrying these things. Mm. They it, uh, they're the thing I would hate to be. Imagine because when they're there, coming down the street, oh, coming across then, that field. Then, <laughs> that's uh, the kind of noise, I've it? got a hatchet. I've got a crowbar. I've got a hatchet. Isn't that <laughs> good? <laughs> Get it out now. And them head crabs that scuttle about dead fast with the, like the kind of long spindly legs and they're like big. There's free head crabs. Yeah, in the game, yeah they're that's... the ones. The zombie version of them are the ones that can climb up the lamppost yeah. and all that. Oh, right. Right. the right. 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 Oh, they're fucking. And they jump they're really, in that. They're one of the toughest enemies yeah. in the game because they're so. And then they'll stand and they'll kind of scream. Yeah. For a second. I just that's think when it's fascinating that each head crab creates a different yeah, kind of. Kind of zombie version. So hang on, because I'm getting a bit confused. Bit like like, I, right. You were saying the black spindly ones were the ones I thought you were talking about there. Mm. The ones that poison you, what do they look like then? The, the, the black. The, the spindly, they do that yeah, noise. The spindly ones are white head crabs. They're like the head crabs out of Half-Life. Right. But they've just got longer legs and they look more like spiders, like spider-looking ones. But they're white. The ones Ross, are talk- Ross is talking about are the black or there, <laughs> them ones. Yeah. Ooh, with the hairs on the them. The four legs. And the poisonous one that bite you. And that's the one that creates the... Yes, the one that... The, the ones one. that climb up the... Inter- it's, interestingly enough, they can't actually kill you. Yeah, that's I've, right. I've read this. The poison you, because you have suit has yeah. that, like, it'll kick in and it'll administer it. That's it. Something I found out about, if you can get a barnacle to, to get one of those head crabs... Right. The poisonous ones, it crashes the gear. Does it? Oh, really? Yeah. And if that, it does that on the PC. I read it on the wiki. I never because right. there's, there's a bit. Oh well, it will be on the PC then. Right. Well, you can you can test it really right. easily, but I didn't. I mean, fucking hell, I've done enough. Oh god, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Didn't want to break your system. So we're talking about Ravenholm. So at the end of Ravenholm, you do that level, and I mean, it's fucking. It's and just... Father Gregory. The thing I love about him is, is you don't know if he's on your side or not. Or if he's went a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, because like, obviously, feels like he has. obviously he's shooting all these head crabs and stuff to save his own skin as well, isn't he? You know, you know what it reminds me of is the, again, Left 4 Dead. There's an episode, uh, a part of Left 4 Dead, one of the levels where you start in the, the spire of a church and you uh, come down into the town. And it reminds me it reminds me of that. Like Left 4 Dead, I think, was inspired by Ravenholm. And obviously just while we're on the subject of the zombies and head crabs and stuff, the classic on Half-Life 2 is... If you shoot the zombie, the head crab can still detach from uh, that. Yeah, it's right. still but stay alive. But it's, it's, it's not all the time. It feels it's not random. all the time, yeah. yeah. It does, it does feel random. Yeah. You're led to believe that if you kill the, the head. head crab itself yeah. to uh, kill the zombie. If you kill the body. But that the doesn't work all the time, I yeah. find. The head crab can still detach. And... Recently, I was looking at the, the design of the zombie, like how it's got a, an open, like, gaping hole. Yeah, which looks like a mouth. Well, it reminds me of the bit in the thing. Oh, ah, right. In the thing. Yeah. He, um, they're doing this uh, autopsy on this body, and he puts his hands down, and he gets his arms chopped off because the it. mouth just opens up. That's right, all right. Wow. <laughs> horrendous. But the end of is the end of Ravenholm is is fantastic. It's isn't a crescendo. It? Yeah. like Left 4 Dead. It's yeah. where you've got a like he's he's you're in the graveyard and he's trying to like yeah. raise the thing and you're trying to like uh, defend him. There you go again. That's another. Um, which one's that one? That might be Death Toll ends or part one of the crescendo moments of Death Toll is when you're in the the church and the the, the graveyard. That's where all the, mm-hmm. the zombies are coming across. It is, yeah. Right? And obviously, you're, you're basically left to realise that he's basically saved your life. He has, yeah. And right. he 
just left there to die, isn't he? Right. Or he's fighting for his... Because he, all you hear is he's shooting them all still. Oh, you don't know if he actually dies, do you? Well, I stood around he, the watch. Did, yeah. And he was like... He was struggling because of the AI. He was struggling to fight this one like head crab that was basically bouncing oh, on his dish hell. over and over again. <laughs> and I was like, this is hilarious. I love that. So that's Ravenholm, isn't it? Yeah, Ravenholm. If you want to, te- if you want to try a level, mm-hmm. if anyone wanted to try a level, go back to it. Ravenholm. Ravenholm. Or just even watch someone play for it on YouTube. What's an awesome level? What all of Half Life Two kind of feels like to me, even the episodes is, they kept coming up with these new ideas, and a lot of it feels almost like tech demos where they were kind of showing off what they can do mm. from. Yeah. The, one of the very first things I ever saw of Half Life Two was right at the start of the game where you've got your grav gun mm. and you've got that playground oh, yeah, and there's like the, the uh, seesaw and the swings and stuff and you can play with the breeze blocks which is a massive part of like, the the games I, I love i used to love the design of the breeze blocks uh, towards the end which we we've talked about before on one of the episodes all of a sudden they allow you to direct troops so you've got like people uh, on the other side you can fair. tell that's another little idea which they then dropped for the following yeah, episode you've got them Showing them how you use vehicles, which is one of the first games I saw where it it looked weird at first, where you, you can't see your hands on the screen, Aye. so it just it moved. I always thought that was weird when you take things up and hold the cans and yeah. stuff. You couldn't see it, but it was like the physics were just the like, physics were quite amazing on it in that game. The the physics were a game changer as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, it's something you've just someone something so many other games just thought we need to have that. You've access. rolled into this thought. Do you know like? kind of computer game kind of intel like logic mm-hmm. so if i if i said to someone who hadn't played games much you've got this grab gun you can do this that grab gun what does it do it picks up things well what can i pick up why can't i pick up bits of ground why can't i pick up this why can't i pick mm-hmm. up that it's one of those game why logics can't I pick up enemies yeah you can later on when it makes it powerful mm-hmm. and i would argue i think the final level of half-life 2 is is shit it's interesting because i listened to a podcast where they thought the, the final level was amazing uh-huh. so is this on the this is on the citadel isn't it yes i think and i thought that was one of my one of my favorite levels but there's no gameplay i it? just loved the way you could suck the combine up with the grav gun and all that and mm-hmm. that new the blue because it turns blue the grav gun doesn't right. it and you can suck the combine up. you don't have to fight them and you're right i mean there's no gameplay in it you don't have to shoot them or anything. You can just suck them in mm-hmm. and fling them in. And if you fling them in, the other combine soldiers, they disintegrate that, don't they? That's true, yeah. Uh, so you're right, there's no gameplay involved in that. Like, yeah. Because there was a podcast I listened to where this oldish woman was playing a game. And she was like, well, why can't I go over there? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And like the guy who played games, so he just was like, you just can't do that because like, do you know how much like it would cost for them to do yeah. that? Do you know? And she's like, well, it's a game. You know, like you know, Aye. you don't know where the limit is, the bounds are, Aye. and that's where the I think it it is a slight failing of the game. Once you get the grab gun, it's it's amazing what they achieved. Don't get I love all that, but it's it's very within a little box of like what you can do and what you yeah, can't do. Yeah. yeah, like why can't you pull the like the wall to bits? Uh-huh. Uh, that? Why can't you do that? Like it'll pull a radiator off the wall. Mm-hmm. It's got the strength to do that, but why hasn't it got the strength to pull the plaster off or the uh-huh. anything like that? That, that thing because the sound effects from the grab gun are, are weird. I don't know if it's someone saying something, 
but when you try to try to suck something in that you can't, it does that kind of little weird. Right, I don't, I don't know if it's saying uh, something. It sounds like a man saying Ella. something. That's Ella. Ella. It's <laughs> funny that you say that because I've never picked up that it is a voice, but then when is. you explained it, yeah. Kinda... I think the Citadel looks brilliant inside. I just love the the Did style. Did you get the, the matrix to that? Yeah. You know how you see all of like the bodies and like yeah. storage kind of thing. That's it. So you sent a picture that I put on Twitter of the Strider walking down that. Yeah. Hallway. Oh, there's that bit when you're because you're getting carried in that lift thing, aren't you? That goes around the combat, and again, that's just a, a thing to show, it's like to show the it off. Size yeah, of this. and that's all it's doing. And you see them stalker people working on the computers and all that, and and you see an enemy that you don't see in the in the game. Oh, really? There's these like big enemies that walking along. I think there's a Strider, and the fo- I don't know if they're following the Strider, right? Uh, but they're big like, on oh, no, they're on all fours. They're oh, like, right, okay. All right. Was well, an interesting thing. I talk about Lex. I I mentioned it earlier. Lex had like the ship you fly around. Like the main character flies around in in Lex is it's one of the ultimate weapons in the galaxy, and it's actually a living animal. All right. And he flies around there. You know the like the drop ships and stuff mm, in yes. Half Life Two. They are actually animal. Yeah, like the organic, biological organic thing. Oh yeah. So the, there's that that I think is amazing about it. And also the Striders. When I was growing up, there's this weird BBC uh, program, and it's called the Tripods. Right. In the Tripods, it used to freak me out. It's it's set in this weird like future where where mankind's kind of like um, we went back to the Stone Age almost, and these like tripods would walk around and suck people up and like brainwash them sort of thing. It used to give me nightmares. That, that, that sounds terrifying. But it, it just makes me think of War of Worlds when I see those things. Yes. In a ramshackle sort of way, I think we've kind of like... Is that Half-Life 2? Basically covered, isn't it? In Half-Life 1... Episode 1. Half-Life 2, Episode 1. Obviously, you start off... In the wreckage. In the wreckage, don't you? And then you... Isn't it that where Dog flings his both in his van? He's getting the van and then Dog flings his into the Citadel. The premise of the level oh, is you've so. got to get back in the Citadel because yeah. it's going to go into meltdown. That's it's going it. to explode and blow up the whole city. That's right. So you have to get back there. When I was listening with the commentary on, they were like talking about like ways of getting them back in there. Yeah. And the band around, jokingly, one of them said, well, why doesn't Dog pick up this uh, like, broken uh, car, put yours in? That scene, honestly, it's it's weird. It's powerful. Like, Alex's friendship in that... I find some of the like the love interest, how they, they grow like like that. I find that a bit forced. Yeah, but it, just the friendship. I don't like really that. They, they could have just kept it like yeah, that. I think it didn't need. There doesn't need to be a love interest there between them. No, I mean later on, our own dad's like trying to encourage that. Uh, like, like yeah, have fucking kids and stuff like that. It's an embarrassing moment when they're just about to. It's just before the very end of the game, and he says something to her, and she kind of looks at you as if to say like, "Oh fuck, sorry, oh, apologize for him." Yeah. Do you know? What? I played through episode uh, two, the ending, 
and I, I completed it, watched the ending, that it is. And then I played through the last scene again with the comedy tracks on. And um, the voice actress of Alex said that it was the best thing she's ever really? done. She said it. she identifies. Now, she might have been just seeing this, but it felt it felt real. Like, it felt like wow. that she, she had so much respect for the writing of the character. Yeah. Well, it's similar, like, going back to Portal, the, the voice of GLaDOS and all that. Is that she, she's an opera singer. Really? Yeah. She's actually an opera singer. Huh? In fact, Bob, <laughs> Mike Patton... Yeah, he does yes. the voice of the uh, the, oh, the, angry, yeah, that, yeah, I, the angry one. Yeah, yeah. it's Mike Patton. Yeah. So episode two, you go back into the Citadel. You you stop all that, and I guess the rest. Of the and game, again, I think the Citadel looks awesome. It looks slightly better as it's melting down and it's all it's all destroyed. And they were talking about the use of colours and that, like um, they were talking about how you'd seen a certain colour. Yeah, and they tried to make different rooms, different colours to try and. The Citadel, when it was intact, had like a blue tinge, didn't it? Mm. To the walls and everything. But now it was like all orange and like reddy colours and stuff. Mm. All the haziness and you couldn't see things in the distance because there was all that smoke around. And... But you had to do the reactor thing at the top, didn't you? Yeah. It's kind of like a puzzle, really, yeah. isn't it? Like... And that's what opens up the super portal, which the combine that's trying right. to exploit. And... Which is what you need to try and which is close why... in yeah. episode two, isn't it? Because a little interesting fact of it, in episode two, when you launch it, the, the rocket, it's linking up with a satellite rocket you launched in the original Half-Life. You're right, yeah. yeah. Is it was, really? Yeah. yeah. They, they were saying they like to have these links back. Yeah. God bless them. The amount of, like, you know, the amount of thought and stuff put into the storyline. Oh, that, that, that must have just took out massive chunks of storyline yeah. and just went, you know what? We'll feed them this little bit of dialogue That's it. and they can leapfrog and think right. that that might happen. That's exactly what they've done. So I thought episode one, though, on the whole, was quite short. Yeah, it, it was short. It didn't have as many... Standout moments. Standout moments, that's it. And I it guess did... the bit with the elevator's cool. Aye, that's you, There's a bit cool. where you have to power up the elevator and wait for it. Yeah. And fighting. But I remember Aye. in the commentary they were saying when they designed the game, they, w- they didn't want you to have a weapon for a long period right. of time. But the book, one. yeah. But the buckled and 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 because people are playing it and thinking they were frustrated. Yeah. They wanted you to rely on Alex more, and they wanted you to like use like. Ah, uh, I remember the comment you saying that. That's right. Yeah, they wanted you to sort of utilize her effects in the way she can. But I mean, she could fire on your behalf. You could say an ammo because of Alex. Mm-hmm. She would fire at enemies on your behalf and stuff. And I think episode one is more just about like. They've took an idea that they want yeah. to use, and it's all about Alex, and it's all about like using her That's and like it. making her like a powerful like tool to the story. That's it. Now I like I do like the end battle on episode with Strider, with Strider yeah. where you can hide behind the the gratings and all that, and strafe out and fire a rocket at it and all that. And I do like that. And then I like the end and where you're on the train and it and you see and you see seventeen blow up basically yeah. just I disintegrate. And there's a, I think it's at the start of episode two where it, there's a lush like vista shot. Yes. Where you look She's over. She's looking over. Yeah. I was going to take a picture of that. And you yeah. just see City Seventeen and just in, it's like there like Terminator Two, isn't it? Where you see it's a Terminator Two where you see the city destroyed after oh, the nuclear. It is something war. I can't remember what one. I don't know if it's Terminator Two. I'm thinking of. There's one 
film where you see like a similar vista mm-hmm. where it's like the, the whole city is just destroyed and it's smoke coming up and the buildings are just shells of the the original but that's what yeah. we're seeing it it's it's brilliant and the big portals like over it isn't it uh-huh. this blue port in the sky which follows you around you can see it mm-hmm. that's another thing I loved about Half-Life 2 is most of the time you could see the Citadel episode 2 Half-Life 2 episode, the original Half-Life say, 2 I'm pretty sure in every single level you yeah. can see it if you if you look in the right direction I think because there's a theory if you read the wiki page there's supposed to be citadels all over the... They can't have mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they don't know how they got there, whether they just dropped on Earth or whether they built up from... Uh, right, okay. You know what I mean? Because they go right into the sky, but they also go underground uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as if they've been dropped from a height and they're just... <laughs> but yeah, apparently they're all over the, the Earth. Right. They're not just on... Mm-hmm. Obviously, City 17 is the one that we concentrate on. In episode two that we're going on about more like they expand the mythology of the yeah. kind of lion, how they've got this kind of like more hierarchy, they've got like different That's it. The the like the the theropods and there's yeah. this weird connection with the uh, Vortigans, how they like kinda utilise them and stuff like that. Alex gets hurt with one of the new newer baddies, which are the hunters, which are the yeah, they're fa- they're fantastic. Are they, no, no, no. Oh, they're horrible. Are, are they hunters? Okay. What are they called? Are they the ones that fire the darts at you and then they explode behind you? Hunters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The hunters. Like they fire darts at you, don't they? They're the ones that follow the the uh, striders around. Uh, yeah, make the and last even if you horrible, even if you avoid the darts, they explode. Yeah, they explode in the wall behind you if you, if you don't move Fucking away. Horrible. They're so difficult to kill as well. No. The, the, the easiest way I found to kill them was shooting two rockets at them. If they don't yeah, kill them. that was a hideous but thing. It, they're so hard. Any levels I've had them on, I found really difficult. Like the bit you get um, kind of introduced to them is you like you have to to do one of the physics classic physics puzzles. And yeah, you have to go and like put this plug into a socket or something. <laughs> and as you're crawling around the ground of like one of the buildings, it comes down and you see. It come in and hurt. Alex. Ah, that's right. And that's powerful because episode one has built up such a like you know she's your friend. That's it. And, that's and it followed on with it. Aye. And it's strange because it isn't perfect. The game. There's a slight sense you're like, oh thank fuck, I'm not with Alex. Aye, but that's there's also true. a sense where you're like, oh she's hurt. And yeah. Like, I remember when she's screaming out, she 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 puts her hand out, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But just observe what's happening. And I just find things fascinating with the ant lions, like them thumpers. Mm, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like June. The ant lions yes. won't go near them. Yeah, they were cool. In June, they've got these like sandworms in the ground, and they put like these things in to like draw their attention. Right. And but them ant lions have a, a weird logic. I, like I don't understand them. Like I don't understand the they images in Half Life Two when you drive around the course, which yes. I love. Aye. the dead areas That's and brilliant, stuff. That bit. And these ant lions, it's it's mating season. Yeah, what are they like? I know exactly. What, what's the crack with them? <laughs> I don't understand. See, them. I don't get the crack with the ant lions. Like. It's like there must be an alien because I, I assume it's Earth that we're on. I don't know if it's ever explained in Half Life, but yeah, you must. It must be Earth that you're still on. Oh, yeah. it's Earth, yeah. Right, yeah. on Earth. Aye. Ant lions must have been must have come with everything. Well, they've else. colonized. Yeah, they must just... have colonized underneath the Earth, haven't they? Because that's where they come from. Aye. And that's and when you go in that bit, when you're in their aye. lair, it's underground. That isn't it? I think. It's but why is like? Why are they sending them? I know. Like, why are they sending the barnacles? Be, might just yeah. be a byproduct though. With with them coming, 
there'll be certain things that, that just follow them around in the yeah. same way that if we colonised something there'd be fucking dogs and cats everywhere I see yeah. because we're just yeah. like, we're just taking them everywhere we go because yeah, like right. the pets almost. the combine hate fucking ant lions yeah they fire at them don't they well you in Half-Life 2 later on when you assault the prison you have the pheromone where you oh, can like right. you can direct them which is right. a fantastic it game is. device and you're throwing them and, and that's how you attack like city yeah, 17 uh, the prison it's an, it's sort of a, a much faster version of how from Half-Life 1 to Half-Life 2 the Vorticans became your friends mm-hmm. it's yeah. like within within a couple of levels that are yeah. to become your friends yeah so because you've got what they want haven't you yeah it's good but the antlions do take all like are very big in episode two, aren't they? You're right, early on especially. In them, what is it? The the big ones, the antlion queens or whatever they're called, and big things. Uh, they shove barrels at you and all. I that don't it. think they're the queens. They're I, rock to kill them. because you fight two later on yeah. with a vortigan, and Alex being there in tour, and you have to fight two yeah. later, like to get to this bridge level to get the car. And I, I remember, do you remember the bridge level where yeah. you have to get it to sway in a that's particular right, way? Aye. I think that's pretty cool as that well. That is cool. There's a bit where on that level you get up there, it's meant to be a stronghold and it's been overrun. Mm-hmm. And you have to get this car. And it's been overrun, you see everyone dead. And uh, the Vortigan goes, Well, the car's up up there. And Alex is going on about this gun that she can like, cover you. And if you look up on the bridge, you can see the G Man walking across. Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't was, remember that. Uh, yeah, I, was, cool. I was like, shit, where's my phone? And I was like, oh, uh, God, I can't You're going to give him a ring like, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can see you. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Another fact bomb. The guy who does the voice for um, Barney does the voice of the G-Man. Does he? Oh, so, right. the, so he's right. awesome. Well, I, I remember, you know, because you see various appearances of air, and I was going back to Half-Life 1, but you see various appearances of the G-Man just in certain areas you see him and then he walks yes, off well, I, uh, that, like, well, that, I love it that vine I, well that twitter that I did where I'm hitting the G-Man with the head with the uh, crowbar and he's just indestructible but that bit if you look at it's where you see one of the scientists is talking to him mm-hmm. really behind right. glass awesome yeah. and you can't get into that room oh, yeah. but on the console thing you can do a no clip thing where you can go through walls oh, so I've just nice. got in that room I see and he looks at you and stuff. You you really knows you're there and stuff. But I used it on the um other areas where I see him, just to see where he goes. Mm-hmm. And there's one bit where he's up up on a balcony bit. I know that. Bit. So I go up, and he basically just walks along, stands there, and just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> I was just fascinated to see if you if it was like an Easter egg for using yeah, that yeah. Uh, sheet. To see if he actually goes anywhere, but he doesn't, he just disappears. Because we just sat down and just had his sandwich. Yeah, and he opened his briefcase. There's a packet of bollocks. Ah, uh, there's a packet of bollocks. <laughs> but yes, back, sorry, I digress back to Half-Life 1. Were, back to Episode 2, the hunters, I find, just so d- difficult to kill. Yeah, they're tough. But as you say, they're, they're always with the Striders, aren't they? It's like they're sort of there to protect the Striders. They, they almost look like miniature Striders, don't yeah. they? They've got like three legs, uh, or I don't know. I don't know, I think. horrible little uh, bastards, anyway. But I mean, the Striders, really, when you think about it, they're, they're quite cumbersome. Mm. It's quite a cumbersome enemy, isn't it? Oh. Powerful, but... There's a beautiful bit where you come out um, of a, ca- a canyon, and you, you see this bridge, and... Uh, I think Alex explains Aye. she's like the regrouping That's because it. you close it down they can't get any more reinforcements but they're, they're working on trying to like yeah they, they know there's a threat coming and you can see the um the bug ones in storage 
and you can see them all just marching across the bridge. It's classic. It's, scary. Isn't it? oh, it's right. because it feels like I love episode two's use of like forests and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because they've, they've sold um, City 17 to the ground. Like, That's it. You know, I've got a bit sick of. And now it's expanded the universe yeah. and it's just brilliant. Like yeah, when you see the them walking side. like that, it's just brilliant, isn't spooky. It? Yes, I thought episode two was amazing. It ends, I guess, if everyone's listening, yes. with this epic battle, yes. which is annoying. It is annoying, but God. it's an annoying thing where you have to like kind of defend and kill the like. Um, the Strider and yeah. sorry, I found it horrendous. It was and so it's irritating. And it's use of the madness of the device, isn't it? Which you get introduced to before mm-hmm. the battle. To me, it was it was bullshit because the only way I could do it was by hitting the checkpoints and then trying over and over and over again to do the next the next little segment, which I suppose is gaming. Oh, the, uh, it was just horrible. I hated it. What makes it so <laughs> difficult is <laughs> it's because there's hunters. Oh, oh, the hunters well. just fuck you up. Yeah, I think the best way to do it in the end, I found, was if you run the hunters over in your car. That's really? what I used to yeah. do, yeah. Oh, so run them over. Do right. I didn't know that and was then, the, Yeah, And then there were so over. many times I would shoot the Magnuson device onto the head and, and get me gun out to shoot it, and the Magnuson device would fall yeah, off. Yeah, it would fall off. Oh, it would be so close, and it just went on too long as well. There was about six waves. Yeah. And it went, there's a few more coming now, over by the... Well, over, over by them. You can get an achievement if you don't let them destroy any buildings as well. I know. I was going to say that, like I, I remember when I played that, I found it really difficult, and I said to Terry about it, and you were like, "Oh, I found that easy." Yeah, I didn't find the level that difficult to be honest, <laughs> because I ran <laughs> ran them over. Yeah. Oh, is I'd that the hidden technique? No, I forgot. I used that technique. Once well, you found you can do that, it's a bit easier. I mean, the intelligence still... of them is quite good. At where is the will jump out your way? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just stand there and let you run them over, but. I thought sometimes they did. If you were going at speed, they couldn't oh, get out of the way in time. Like pedestrians when yeah. I'm driving. Oh, exactly. Keep off the roads, kids. Aye, oh, keep off the roads, kids. So at the end of it, after doing that, you basically um, get back. And they say, it, you watch the rocket take off. Oh, which yeah, is cool. That, like that is that. lush. And, that and there's a nice. lovely bit where he says that, that new character, what's he called, who designed the ball things. Oh, Ma- Magnuson, Dr. Magnuson. Yeah. He says, I now forgive you for that incident with the um, the microwave oh, in Half-Life. Yes. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell, eh? Call back to original Half-Life where when you just before the whole shit goes yeah. down, there's a microwave and you can turn it on and ruin someone's that's food. It. <laughs> and it must be his. Yeah. That's fascinating. As if he would ever know though because he, he was too busy dealing with the fucking situation. He probably never even went back to the microwave to check it out. <laughs> but anyway. So, that happens. Yous get parted from the two scientists. Yep. And I read something that Barney never turns up in episode two so you don't even see him. I don't think Barney's there. Right. So you go away with uh, Alex, a dad and yourself. Yep. You Dog go as well. Dogs. Well, I dog, yes. Crucially, actually. Dog jump, dog. You, you go see out, something or he has something. Yeah, you go out into the the sort of courtyard kind of area and you can see the thingy in the distance. I think that's when you watch it actually happen, don't you? When you watch the... Well, you the, see the a bit of yeah. it on yeah. You go outside and then you see there's a big like, white flash right. and that's when you know that whatever you've wanted to do works. And then dog kind of, like you say, he has something and jumps off on top of this big warehouse where you're heading to. And then you go into the warehouse... What you kind of got alluded to before was um, there was a heart to heart with Alex's dad and yourself, seeing that like there's this ship that's turned up, and it's it, it's something from the portal universe called the Bari Borealis or something. Yes, like that. that's yeah. what it yeah. is. Yeah, how it disappeared and it reappeared, and yeah. you need to go there. And also, of course, um, what she called Judith Mossman. Yes. Well done. 
He should be here more often. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mossman is, is lost. She's lost. Yeah. The ship, you need That's to go right. there. Yeah. I'm going to send you there. You go down there, and then them hideous things turn up. The and ones that we've talked about before. Over yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and basically take out the dad, mm. but dog comes and saves you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that, that moment, there's one of the things, that, it's Eli, isn't it? One don't things. look. Yeah, don't yeah. look, sweetheart, or something like that. I love that's, something that's it fucking is, yeah. Don't look, sweetheart. Yeah. But that ending, it left me, it left me feeling really bitter. Did it? Because of the way it ended. Um, such think, a downer the way it went I like, it is, like, but I think it's worse worse for me in particular out of everyone in the world no, of course it would be anyone else <laughs> anyone else who was going to play Half-Life 2 episode 2 now knowing that Half-Life 2 episode 3 or Half-Life 3 isn't out and the story hasn't finished or continued yeah. it makes me feel so bitter because it, it killing him just felt so senseless especially because they haven't finished the story off you just yeah. think well where's the retribution or it's the weird because or... to kill a, a character of that like level in yeah. the universe the must have the, you would normally use that as a kind of way exactly. to like oh go on a kill exactly break. yeah the catalyst for the next but stage yeah. I've had to live with that secret for yeah. like the people who finished it when it first came out and have lived there's a, a question I'd like to ask you actually that comes from one of our listeners side who can be potentially a guest at right. some point. I say. He no, said, right. how can one of the biggest stroke best game franchises of all time not have an ending? Because technically it doesn't have an ending. True, yeah. How can that be? True, but then everyone says um, Empire Strikes Back is one of the yeah. best Star Wars and it do- doesn't end probably. Isn't that because obviously the story hasn't ended yet? But this is a thing. It's all. Uh, is it going to though? Mm. Is, is it, are they going to do it? Or they go is Half Life Three or Half Life Two Episode Three, which they can't do now. Yeah. It'll have to be Half Life Three now. Is it going to happen? What do you think? Do you yeah. think it's going to happen? Do you think it's going to? I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Because what Ross was saying was a very interesting theory about how it'll probably come out as a standalone on yeah. the Steam Box or something. I think it probably will. Yeah. I think they do think it Why is why is nothing being leaked though? Do you think it's been in making think, or? Because I mean, when Half Life Two was coming out, there was bits of code and everything leaked on that. Mm-hmm. I, I watched this video a little while ago which I'll try to find and put on Twitter um, talking about how Half-Life 3 and Left 4 Dead 3 is coming because there was I don't know if you've seen the new Portal VR mm-hmm. thing that's like kind of like a demo yeah. that's all um, virtual reality which looks pretty cool where you start off in a room and yeah. you've got the um, one of them robots that you kind of dissect and it oh, looks, looks really cool you open the drawer and there's a whole like world inside this mm. drawer and incinerate it's really cool but apparently within that there's a load of code that people have found and there's um, a load of assets files and assets that relate to Left 4 Dead 3 and Half-Life 3 as well mm. it's like characters um, that are called like the old engineer or something like yeah. that's one of the characters that they think is going to turn up in Half-Life 3 wow. and there's, there's loads of stuff that haven't decoded properly so they can't actually open it up yet but like might be like not whole levels but stuff that like alludes to levels in Half-Life 3 and Left 4 Dead 3 there's actually uh, in Source 2 engine there's a night cycle in Source 2 uh, and I think that there's going to be a, a, a special infected in, Half- in Left 4 Dead 3 that's going to respond to like day and night cycles so oh. in the night time it'll be stronger than in the day time mm. that'll be one of the special infected there's also something called a crowbar zip line which has been found one of the in part of the code which must be from Half-Life 3 yeah. like, because the crowbar is such an important thingy. Retired engineer, it's called, is one of the model model things. 
So I, within this this VR demo sort of thing, there's been loads of code found within it. That's, so there's, there's, every now and again, there's, there was one guy, an ex-employee Valve, who came out with loads of information about Left 4 Dead 3, saying that it looks amazing. The the four characters have already been uh, chosen. Like they've got backgrounds, backstories, and stuff. And mm-hmm. so apparently it is coming. But it's just Valve, isn't it? They, they just have a thing about threes. They don't like the <laughs> finishing. It, it feels off. that way. Yeah. Because I, I could easily play a Portal Three. Uh, Left 4 Dead 3 Half-Life 3 in this generation it's time it needs to happen I think to end this podcast I'm going to ask you each which one of them three would you pick a third for if you could only have one of them which one would you have oh Terry that's a tough one for you yeah uh, (laughs) Half-Life 3 I know easy piece for you I I think Portal you might yes but I still you don't give a fuck about Left 4 Dead no I mean I would Team Fortress 3 no, because I did say I wanted to mention Team Fortress Two in this one as well. Mm. It was very different. It yeah. was very cartoony. We've talked about it before, actually, so we don't really go into much yeah. detail about it. But we never could get into it. Nah. Portal Two, I thought was fantastic. I love that. It had Portal Two was lovely. The ending of Portal Two, I'm not yeah. spoiling it because it's still reasonably ah. recent. I thought the ending was just beautiful. I thought the writing. It was one yeah. of the first games where I actually laughed. Yeah. I don't even like Steve Merchant as a, like that yeah. much, no, but, but I brilliant. thought it was one of the best like. Yeah, like, I love Portal One though. I, it's a game that I want to try and show my girlfriend. Yeah, like, look, this is what gaming can be like. It's, it's not about just game. shooting fucking zombies yeah. and stuff. This is something it can do. So, what would you pick of the three then? I think I go for Left 4 Dead Three. Right, interesting. Yeah. It's just because so, of the memories I've got from mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead. So and difficult two. because you know if they said tomorrow Left 4 Dead Three is coming out, and it's only on Xbox. I think I probably would buy an Xbox. Really? Just to wow. Play. I think I would. So I've got that there, but I really want to play another half. Yeah, so do I. And I love Paul. Can I have all three, please? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make us choose. It will be in it. Listeners, think about it and see which ones you yeah. would think of. Put it on Twitter. One more thing before we do finish, if you don't mind, that I talked to you about on WhatsApp Half Life and Portal movies. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Who. Obviously, there's been. I think that they are being written. The, the Half Life right. movie certainly. Portal movie is that being written? I'm not sure, but the Half Life one. The Half Life movie would be good. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember who was involved. Oh, it's it was um, someone quite big. It's not Christopher Nolan, is it? Was he no, it's the director of the new. Ah, um, it's um, Star Wars, isn't it? What's it called? JJ. Yes. So there's been already been some speculation about who could play right. Gordon Freeman. Um, some of the pictures are found online quite quickly. Brian Cranston. Yes, it was an interesting uh, one. He he, for me, would make amazing. Hugh Laurie though, I hear Hugh Laurie. Do you really? Oh, mm. I thought. Uh, well, there was a picture of Hugh Laurie with like a little goatee. It's because of the house, isn't it? Like, mm. Yeah, and um, another one was Dame, uh, Daniel Lewis. Oh, right. Daniel Lewis from Homeland. Mm. Homeland. Homeland. The ginger. Like, uh, there's another one. Him. I'm not sure on that one. I think. Uh, to be honest, I think Hugh Laurie. Brian Cranston. Really I think. Me too. Yeah. yeah. He's a bit too dark. Mm. And a bit old because if you're gonna have Alex, he's, he's Alex likes, but he's then, 27 in uh, in the Half Life Two, isn't he? Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah. he's meant to be like um, at the end of that captain, like some sort of weird storage. Right. So he must be the similar sort of age in two. So you really want someone younger because if mm. you're gonna, I'm sorry to say, like Hollywood being Hollywood, Alex is gonna be like fucking someone young, isn't she? Yeah. She's gonna be like in a Halle Berry. Well, she's she looks not, a little bit like her, really. She does a bit, but uh, she's not young. Yeah. Right? 
And who would play G-Man, do you think? That's a good question. It's probably going to be Benedict Cumberbatch or someone, isn't it? Like that. You need someone like... Brian Cranston. Reptilian, don't you? <laughs> Reptilian. You need someone that's like... Oh, I don't know. It would be a really fucking good thing. To yeah. Do. Well, please, because no one... No one ever does send me emails or, or send me uh, nah. messages on Twitter. So if you just fucking could, <laughs> I just right. do it. Here's, here's right. some tasks for your listeners, right? Because I know there's people out there listening. I know for a fine fucking fact. Yeah, we're on the verge of not doing this anymore. Yeah. So please <laughs> tell them this is your last warning, right? Tell how much you would like when to carry on. <laughs> like we're fucking podcast. Like we fucking wow. like it because the last episode got over three hundred uh, episode. Hell. Episode. Um, yeah, it wasn't the last one. Ten point yeah. five got over three hundred. You know, I think it was. No, it wasn't 10.5. It was 9.5. 9.5. 300 and something listens on SoundCloud. Did not one really? like. Right, not one like. How does that work? If you listen to the podcast and you like it, fucking like it. Well, yeah. the spooky thing is maybe people don't like it. Well, right. I never like podcasts that I listen to. Well, if you could, that would be great. I love them. Because we're doing this, we do this for free. You just listen to it for free. Yeah. At least you can do your fuck as is wow. like it. Or share it. Or review yeah. it, right? Review I it, think please. Tom's had a on week. iTunes, review it. Because there's two reviews on iTunes so far. Yeah. Is that? One's from Kelly, ah, my one. fiance. Uh, you know who the other one is? You. Yeah. So <laughs> if anyone out there who's listening could review it, because I keep asking, if I post something on Facebook, please share it, please. Yeah. And like it and like it as well. Make a comment. We might ask for your feedback. Give us some feedback. If you don't like it, then tell her. Because it's the only way the podcast gets exactly. out there, isn't it? Because at the minute it's Christian. Christian's carrying the burden of, of liking and commenting on stuff. Yeah, he is. Hi, Christian. What are you guys? Uh, so if you could that would be great that would be fantastic so if you could send us some messages on Twitter as well who you think should play the G-Man who you think should play Gordon Freeman not Gordon uh, not uh, Brian Cranston no Hugh Laurie anyone else and one last thing we need to do I think that was a, a roaring success yes Yes, yeah, so I've really enjoyed meeting Terry again. Yeah, his exploits as a vigilante and the in the, cr- the criminal fraternity yes. we, we next episode we're going to have a special guest hopefully yes We've I'll been teasing that one again for a while. Yeah, I <laughs> want you to pick two games on the 8-bit as homework. So could you please have a little think? Right, now or? Yeah. Yes, now. Uh, well, we talked about it uh, earlier, Trapdoor. Oh, what, brilliant, because I was going to, cho- if you couldn't think of one, I was going to choose that. Yeah. <laughs> Just because we talked about it earlier. Trap Trapdoor. I don't know if this game was out on a... Uh, on various formats, but it just came into my head. I know it's definitely out on the spectrum. That's fine. It's not Vixen 2, is it? Psycho Pigs UXB. <laughs> that, that, hold on, that's just coming to your mind. Just yeah. No, Psycho no, no, Pigs just made Psycho that. Pigs UXB. I know. Say no more about it. it I exists. want to find out for myself. It exists. See what the fuck that shit is. In Vixen 2, the, the Vixenator. Vixenator. Well, anyway. Well, there you go. It's been a pleasure. It has. It's been, it's been brilliant. brilliant. It's nice to have you back. Yes, thank you very much. very soon. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Yes, think of another mega one that we'll I will, yeah. in a couple of months' time. Yes. Oh, that'll be spot on. Definitely. It's been a pleasure doing it. It has indeed. And thank you for listening to Come on.
games a month that's cool isn't now. it so 4 times 12 how much is that 4 12 50, on, uh, 50, 48 isn't it how much 4 times 12 4 times 12 is 48 4 times 10 2 times 4 is 8 4 times 10 is 40 48 yeah, yeah. I will cut that out 